Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Come through, Queen. I wanna see ya. Come through, Queen. Hi, everyone. It's Dan. And Brendan. And this is Come Through, Queen. It's out there everywhere. Everyone's talking about it on social media. Brendan, Brendan, I gotta say, for me, this week has been, Mm -hmm. like, premier television from top to bottom, back to front. I'm not only talking about our Bravo shows, which, like, I would say all five episodes I loved. There were five G's. Wow. There were five episodes. I'm talking about the stuff we're chatting about in our Patreon pre-show. Uh-huh. And just like that finale, Yellow Jackets binging the whole season. Mm-hmm. This pre-show is super size. It's a full half hour. So, yeah. so run and don't walk to that. But it's not like you're not getting a ton here because we are going to dip toes into Celebrity Big Brother and Drag Race stuff going on as well. Mm-hmm. So why don't we start with Celebrity Big Brother? Because that's, that's kind of like a little bit of everything. It's Drag Race. It's Housewives. It's this. It's that. It's Kardashians. It's everything. Yeah, that premiered last night and it's be- going to be coming to us fast and furious. There are three episodes this week. There's mm-hmm. probably like seven next week. Like it's it's only going to be a month of your time, but it's definitely worth watching, even if you don't know these celebrities all too well, but they're two housewives, so you yeah. should know some. So we have Cynthia Bailey, as we mentioned, and Teddy Mellencamp when we did Care or Don't Care mm-hmm. a week or two ago. Mm-hmm. 
we've only watched the first episode. I mean, by the time you're listening to this, probably three episodes might have aired. So yeah. God bless. But um, I got to say, for me, a standout moment is Cynthia Bailey being the one to answer the door for Teddy Mellencamp and seemingly not knowing who she is. No clue. And I mean, the thing is, I'm trying to think of instances where they may have met. So there's the two big ones, which yeah. are Andy Cohen's Baby Shower and BravoCon. Yeah. Both big events where there's so many people there that they might have not had a lot of FaceTime. Yeah. You did pull up a picture from the Baby Shower and like they're not anywhere close to each other proximity wise. They're not anywhere close. But the thing is... Uh, Cynthia obviously knows Kyle from Ultimate Girls Trip and Kyle and Teddy are best friends. Mm. So I'm sure Cynthia might have heard Teddy's name. Yeah. <laughs> but like, but I mean, Teddy has kind of undergone a uh, yesification of Teddy recently in terms mm-hmm. of like styling and glam and everything. So like, I might not even recognize her on the street. Yeah. I mean, she went from blonde to brunette. That's a big change. <laughs> That's a big change. Big change. Um, uh, but so like that was pretty humiliating. And then like, so the first HOH challenge, we have the wrestler gal in the middle. Mm-hmm. We got Todrick Hall to her uh, right. And we have Teddy Mellencamp to the left. The wrestler lady is willing to make a deal with Todrick that if he, if he agrees to drop, she'll keep him safe. Teddy asks for the same deal and gets rejected, which is not something that we like, see so blatant usually usually they'll make the deal yeah but and then just like back out of it <laughs> i think a wrestler cupcake lady what's her name marisai misha 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 cupcake? misha cupcake yeah um she can see teddy struggling so <laughs> yeah and yeah. she seems to be a big todrick fan yeah yeah that's why like he was she was willing to make the deal yeah it, it's so interesting on this show, the random people who know who other people are. Yeah. I liked watching it because I liked so first of all, I loved Carson Cressley being oh. the official greeter. I mean, he's um, the number he's the number one boy in the in the group. He just brings so much like levity, though I think I think we might be alone there. Cause I was looking at Reddit. Oh. But the Reddit audience for Big Brother, oh the the not liking of Carson might be tinged with something else oh something called home of phobia <laughs> have, you, have you heard of it <laughs> no i mean like the big brother core audience is a very scary place yeah exactly um but i just loved him greeting everyone and then he knows and has worked with practically like half the house yeah i mean he would i would say is the one with the most connections mm-hmm. in the house yeah it's it, it just goes to show like you if you think about it like carson cressley is a really like He's a man about Hollywood. He is, yeah. But like now living on a farm. I know, love that. Love that. Um, I, Obviously, we only watched one episode, so there's not like too much to really digest at this point. But it, it, there's always like, for Celebrity Brother, there's always like a heavy air of sadness to it. <laughs> yeah. Don't you think? Yeah, because... There's a big portion of the celebrities. It's like they're doing this in like a plea of desperation almost. Yeah. Where like, I'm not sad about Teddy Mellencamp. I know that she's like unemployed as far as like TV goes, but I just think 
having a former housewife there is less depressing than like a comedian who once was in like big blockbuster movies and now yeah. no longer is. Especially with like who was in big blockbuster movies with a co-star that has like built a media empire. Right, exactly. And then with someone like Carson, this is exactly where he should be. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like he's he's shining there right now. Yeah, it's like, I mean, it's his other Drag Race judge, Ross, did it two seasons yeah, ago. Yeah, he, Ross so, opened the door, yeah. Yeah. I just want to say there was a time back in the day where if a celebrity was going on a reality show competition or a game show competition, the prize was going to charity. And I think mm-hmm. those days are behind us now. Yeah, because they definitely didn't mention any charities when they came in. This isn't a Celebrity Apprentice, which was big on the charity. Yeah, I think like they are now the charity, the contestant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. They deserve. They deserve. Give. I mean, provide us entertainment. Hello. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. You can report to us from from the United Kingdom for mm-hmm. UK versus the world drags. So, yet another season of Drag Race has started. <laughs> a concurrent season. Um, and I think, like, I wasn't going to watch, but then the twist of it being an All-Stars International season mm. actually did pull me in. Yeah. And I especially wanted to see some of these people are from franchises of the show where RuPaul's not involved at all okay or, or, or like not like a face on the show not a permanent host oh rather. i didn't think of that because like rue doesn't even know the girls that have been on rue's show let alone like international franchises right so i wanted to kind of see like what that interaction would be <laughs> nice to meet you <laughs> yeah exactly um and it's also weird because like the Canadian girls have been judged by um, Michelle Visage, but not Rue. So oh. it's like interesting all around. And then um, the one queen from Drag Wait, Race Thailand. Michelle's on the Canadian show? No, she guest she guest judged. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I forgot that you like barely watched Drag Race. I watched, I, watched, like, I watched like two episodes of Canada. Yeah. Um, and then the person representing Drag Race Thailand is actually was a host on the show and was a judge on the show. So okay. has never actually competed in the, on the show. Yeah. So those are interesting twists. And it's like so interesting seeing like all the girls in the room together. Um, the interesting thing for the UK girls is it's all queens from season one. And we've mm. had two more seasons since then. And season two of Drag Race UK is like the critically acclaimed girl. Yes. Yeah. So, but it's like interesting to be back with like Blue Hydrangea, Cheryl Hole, and Bag of Chips. Sure. Okay. Do you remember the time I played Overwatch with Cheryl Hole? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and, and like, I think we determined that was possibly Cheryl Hole. I found like some tweets about like gaming or Overwatch or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Um, But then back here across the pond, we have regular Drag Race airing on Friday nights. Right. And we did Night of a Thousand JLos, which was like the biggest wet fart of all time. I know. It was like JLos, iconic, 2012, 
HRC dinner gala dress. It's like, oh, why? It's so <laughs> funny. Um, yeah, it just was like, it wasn't really it. And I don't like that we're having Night of a Thousand pop stars without the pop star present. Mm. It made it made more sense for Madonna, just given like her yeah. place in the cultural lexicon for like queer people and especially queer people of like Rue's generation, you know? Yeah. Um, I want to think about that though, because I, JLo is high up there in the cultural lexicon for me personally as a queer person. So yeah, I'm not saying that yeah. she doesn't matter, but you yeah. know, you know what I mean? Okay. So here, like they always mess it up in terms of who's guest judging or like the guest judge in the song or this or that. No disrespect to Lonnie Love. Was it Lonnie Love this week? Mm-hmm. No disrespect to Lonnie Love. This would have been the week to instead of bringing back Lonnie Love, bringing back Leah Remini, who yeah. is friends with J-Lo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially I since mean, uh, Leah and Michelle have been like literally working together more on Wendy Williams. Exactly. They're like freaking frack these days. And they had, did you see the cooking segment where um, J-Lo's mom came and cooked with them on Wendy Williams? J-Lo's mom, who famously is a longtime Wendy audience person because she likes going to talk show, <laughs> talk shows and being in the audience. Yeah, you have brought that up before. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, did, I did not see that. But yes, I mean, even more more so a reason. That's a good idea. I didn't even think about that, Dan. Wow. Mm. Your, your beautiful mind. A beautiful mind. Always twisting and turning. Um, yeah, unfortunately, like Drag Race for the next few weeks is going to take a backseat to Big Celebrity Brother. Big Brother. So, yeah. I mean, like I will tune in, but not like while it's airing, baby. I will say, I think back to 2018 when the Winter Olympics were on and it was the first season of Celebrity Big Brother US mm. as like a wonderful time. Yeah, it was like a, a good time in a in like a weird place because we were in like the thick of like the trump presidency yeah but i think i was like i can deal with it if i can go home on a friday night put on big brother turn the christmas lights on inside yeah yeah. we're not even keeping them up till january we're keeping them up till february at this point in 2018 um and just like vibe yeah wow i mean hopefully that'll be the the vibe this this year enjoying celebrity big brother but let's get to, I mean, we have, like we mentioned in the beginning of the episode, some programs to discuss. Mm-hmm. And, okay, we're going to start, obviously, chronologically, Salt Lake City. And it's so interesting. Like, while this is an important episode of Salt Lake City and icon iconography occurred, like, I, in a way, I almost like it the least because, like, I just don't understand any of it. These women are fighting over really dumb shit. And like the people we like are wrong. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, actually, like everyone is wrong. I don't think there's like one right person here. Yeah. I mean, I'm saying in the context specifically of the Meredith thing, like it's a weird thing to go down this road of accusing your friend of faking her dad's memorial. Like I do think like, like, Ethically, I think if you're doing that, that's bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. For sure, yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, it's not like Meredith is doing nothing wrong either. She's like strangely defending hardest, the craziest person sitting at the table. 
It makes no sense. Like, what do they talk about when they're alone and the cameras are off? Oh, yeah, which, like, was Mary's reasoning as to why Meredith is, like, a good person and a good friend. Like, their discussions off camera. I, like, I could not see them in conversation. Yeah, I cannot see them in conversation. <sighs> okay, before we get to that party, we're waking up after, like, the fun night. I know, that was that was iconography. Yeah, that sure was. Um, everyone's a little rough- rough around the edges. Um, we have like the girls all splitting up in different activities. We're riding horses with Heather, Gay and Lisa. Mm-hmm. And this is where like the memorial stuff is like keeps being brought up. I know it's so weird because at the beginning of it, I was like, Oh, I like that they're going off together. Cause they're also making it funny. Like they're acknowledging that they didn't like each other to begin yeah. with and yada, yada, yada. But then they go down this like weird thing where they're, talking about the memorial and like their points to me are so dumb because they're making it about a timing thing, but none of them really know what day it was when like the memorial actually happens. Okay. So here's the thing. Here's like, like I wish there was someone there with like a brain to like really like break this down for everyone is like, we care so much about the memorial in terms of like, if the memorial is fake, then that proves that Meredith took down Jen Shaw and had to do with like her being arrested. Right. Meredith leads the FBI. Yes. So like we're we're pushing this issue to prove that stupidity, which at most, at most would be the FBI contacting Meredith and being like, Oh, like, are you going to be seeing Jen Shah? Right. Yes or no? Yes. When and where will you be seeing her? At th- this time at this location. Which like, mm-hmm. which like, okay, if she did that, that's fine too. Because like, what is she going to say? I'm not telling you, FBI? Like, Right. But I mean, in this particular like instance, like Jen Shah is a famous woman on a television show. The FBI would probably go yes. to the corporation involved and the production company involved and be like, where's your employee going to be? Yeah. I mean, my example is just kind of like the one circumstance where like I could see what her involvement possibly could be. Outside of that, like these fan fictions that they're cooking up of like, she contacted the FBI. It's like, well, no, we all know at this point, like it's we're referencing in the episode that this has been like a years long investigation. We all know co-conspirators, pled guilty years ago at this point. So like, yeah, we're just climbing up the chain. Yeah. Um, so it's just like stupid. And so to contrast like this and some of the other programs, like at this point, I'm like not rooting for anyone. Whereas Mm -hmm. on on other shows, I'm rooting for everybody. Yeah. I mean, I guess on Salt Lake City, the person I'm most rooting for, even though she's wrong so much, but I, I like her level of uh, uh, of unwellness because she's so fun to watch. Is Lisa Barlow? It's mm-hmm. like she's like going round and round in circles, and you never know where she's going to land. But I like it. I mean, famously an amazing human being, as <laughs> told to us by one Lisa Barlow. <laughs> I know, and I mean, is she a reliable narrator? Probably not, but yeah. I support. I mean, the other thing that like causes the drama at the dinner is the spa day with um, Jenny, Meredith and Mary Mm -hmm. where, and it's like, 
you know, we don't really care for Jenny right now, but all she did was ask Mary, how is Robert Sr. doing? Which caused Mary to lose her mind. None of it makes sense. And then Mary's like walking up to the line of like, none of these are real friendships. And it's like, obviously that's the point of this show. That's well, that's not the point of the show, but in particular Salt Lake city, like these, this is a group of women put together. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you got to play along to some extent. Yeah. But like, she does not care about being on the show. Like when, when many of the other women's highlight of the season is going on a cast trip, Mary's that's like Mary's worst nightmare. Nightmare. She wants to be in her closet. Yeah. Um, why are we going on an ATV ride like a day after going on an ATV ride? This seems to be like an extended, like, a, like the the first, last one was more like a means to an end where like this one seems to be like the adventure in and of itself. It feels like there wasn't like that many activities they could mm-hmm. do in this particular area that they had to just do one twice. Sure. It's just kind of <laughs> funny. Like whenever, like not that we've been on it so much since, but like ever since the famous ATV rides of OC, I'm always mm-hmm. kind of surprised that we're going down this road again. Glamis, yeah. Yeah. But we were with professionals. Yeah, we're with yeah, they're not behind the wheel. Right. These gals. Yeah. Well, no, they are. Oh, they are. Okay, never mind. They're because remember the wheel. remember like <laughs> Jen was like, Whitney's more hungover than I am, basically. Okay, Whitney's okay. driving drunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um Meredith having a sit down with Whitney saying that she cannot attend this dinner paid for by fraudulently acquired funds. The lines that she draws draws in the sand, like randomly, was she having her nap and like this came to her in a dream? (laughs) It's so stupid. (laughs) But then like she gets the gift, but then clarifies on, on watch women's live that she has given the gift to an attorney and he's essentially holding in escrow until Jen Shaw's case is goes to the court system. <laughs> I have a question about this gift. Okay, so Jen Shaw talked about how snowflakes are all different. Were the, were the necklaces of the snowflakes all different, mm. like, designs? I would say that is a question to... I, I mean, at this point, like, the, the reunions happen, so you're not going to get an answer there. I know. And, like, the episode is aired, so you're not really going to get an answer on Watch Robins Live. So your your moment might have passed, unless you could get into, like, the DMs of a Heather Gay. Oh, I'm going to DM Heather. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So speaking of Heather, we have chastised her for like falling asleep during group scenes. I was proud of her for snapping back at Mary's like incredibly rude mm-hmm. comment in terms of like, oh, well, you know, you don't have a husband. So why are you even talking? Why are you even mentioning somebody's husband? Yeah. Because you don't have a husband. <laughs> What if you said that to me? If I mentioned Alex, you say, well, you don't have a husband. Yeah, I would say, I would say that. Um, it's just, it's the lack of awareness on Mary's part to even like say the word husband. Mm-hmm. I would tread very lightly. <laughs> I know like Mary, like it's been since this show has announced that everyone's been like with their magnifying glass up to your relationship with your husband. Yeah. And now your mom is on doing weird interviews. Have you seen those? Uh, no. The mom is being interviewed by somebody and like saying that, like she thinks it's an abusive relationship. Yeah. I mean, I think people were wondering that from the get go. Yeah. Um, okay. I mean, Mary's like, she won't get the blankets for Whitney. Mary talking about Lisa eating candy, Taco Bell, give, give your husband and your kids nutrients. (laughs) 
I mean, I agree with Lisa here. Taco Bell and fine dining. Taco Bell, I like Taco Bell, I like fine dining. Okay. And then we get, okay, so Lisa loses her mind because Meredith is defending Mary so hard. The thing is, she's like, she quietly gets up from the table, pretty yeah. much. She doesn't yeah. make a scene at the table. She makes a scene away from the table. And I and like someone said something about Lisa being triggered by Meredith saying that her house is ugly, which like is not shown on on camera. So I don't know like if there's any truth to that. Did you hear that? I did not hear that from my sources. Okay. But you know you'll team. believe any screenshot these sure, days. I, I just put a border <laughs> around it and I believe it. Okay. I just want to do like a line by line analysis of Lisa Barlow's tirade. And I do got to say, like, I, I kind of saw myself in a little bit of the rage of Lisa Barlow in this moment where mm-hmm. she's just kind of like ranting and raving. Cause like, sometimes like I got to do that just to like flush it out of my system. Sure. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> so Meredith can go fuck herself. I'm done with her. <laughs> so that's just, I think that's the thesis statement of, of this. Tirade. Yes. Yes. Because I'm not a fucking whore, and I don't cheat on my husband. Which is implying that she is the fucking whore, and she has cheated on her husband. And that's been around. That's been like going around the edges of all these conversations. Yes. basically. Perhaps my favorite line: her and her dumb fucking family that poses. <laughs> when I first read this, or when I first heard this, I was like, "Poses for what? <laughs> Photographs?" But then I got what she meant. Yeah, like they're posers. No, they're posing for Instagram. Oh, I thought she, I thought she meant. Well, I originally thought they were posing for Instagram, but then I was like, oh, maybe she thinks that they're posers. They're like living outside their means. They're trying to be something they aren't. I think she's making fun of them posting on Instagram. Okay. <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> even though like Lisa Barlow does that too. You just had a photo shoot with your son the other week. I know, but I, that is for like um, prom photos. Well, that's prom photos. But then like the other photos I think are really for the brand. Whereas like the Marx family photos feels like the it's for the Marx family promotion. Okay. You know what I mean? I think she's calling them posers, but we'll agree to disagree. Okay. <laughs> there's, there's multiple readings. <laughs> okay. Now this one I really had a lot of fun with. Why don't you own a house? Wait, you can't because your husband changes jobs every five minutes. Okay, let me explain this to you. So I think I know what it means. What does it mean? He can't get a mortgage. Yeah, but I because I told that to you before, or did you know that I read that or something? Oh no, I I texted that to you. Yeah. No, I read that somewhere. Yeah, in a text from me. No, online <laughs> on the internet. Okay, because the whole point I'm is I'm deeper in the realms of Bravo world on the internet than you are. Sure, sure, sure. The whole point is like when you are applying for a mortgage, you have to show proof of employment to qualify mm-hmm. for the mortgage. So like. If if you can't show like consistent employment, it's harder to qualify for the mortgage. Okay, so that's what we're talking about here. Oh, I okay. could get a mortgage. Been employed, yeah, at least forever. <laughs> they're they're gonna love that. Okay, so fake Meredith is a piece of shit. I have your back, and I'm offended by that. Fuck you, that fucking piece of shit, garbage whore. I fucking hate her. She's a whore. She fucked mm. half of New York. And she can go fuck herself. I will say a lot of 
sex shaming here. Mm. Um, Lisa Barlow's not a sex positive queen, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's not. I mean, I do got to give like kudos to Meredith in terms of being like, there was a period where Seth and I were seeing other people. Yeah, and that's when I fucked half of New York. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I do love our Meredith. I think it was on Watch Happens Live. Admitting to the fact that Harry Dubin is an acquaintance. <laughs> oh my God. So funny. There's a lot of um questions about the mic. Mm. And like Lisa Barlow's claiming her microphone was off. Mm. And she claimed that there was a boom mic. Meredith's posting pictures of boom mic saying there wasn't a boom mic near the door. But the thing is, there was a producer in there with lisa barlow and he was probably obviously miked yeah i mean at the end of the day i don't care how the audio got to us i'm just just thankful for it there's something about a bravo camera pointed at a door and we're hearing the audio from Mm -hmm. the other side that just like it really the visual of it with the subtitles just like really brings me this like warmth and happiness (laughs) that you need during these winter months and there's something about the fact that they watched this episode two days before the reunion. (laughs) I know. I mean, that is like bonkers, bonkers. What do you think? Like each of them, what do you think their first phone call was? I mean, Lisa, when she was on watch Romans live the week before this aired, very much had like the tail between the legs. I know. Which I appreciate in a way because I don't want Mm. to get to scorched earth between them if they're both going to be on the show moving forward, which it sounds like they are. Yeah. I'm really curious to see the direction season three goes. Yeah. Meredith is doing a little bit of something I don't like. And I think others have pointed this out also. She's disengaging too much and Mm. it's going to be like a disengagement that just like makes her not fun to watch. I think moving forward, I think people already think she might not be fun to watch, but it's like when we talk about, for example, when we talked about like Giselle and Karen and we thought they were going to go scorched earth this previous season, but the both of them know that to make good TV, they can't do that. Yeah. Meredith doesn't know. Yeah. She doesn't really know what she's doing. And one note I would give like the cinematic universe is I think we got to hit pause on bringing them on watch them as live. If cameras are up right now. Cause it's, okay. it's getting into like Jersey filming two seasons back to back territory where right. like, I think things are going to get confusing and messed up because of the overlap. Oh, so you're saying you don't want cameras up while the season is still airing. Uh, I mean, they got to do what they got to do. Cause like, who knows what's going to happen with Jen Shaw, but like, don't make it more compl- complicated with them also appearing on watch Robins live. Mm hmm. Because then it's going to be more talking about things that like are hard to talk about unless we're breaking fourth walls. Right, exactly. Okay, I think that's it for, for Salt Lake City. Great. Let's talk about Summer House. Ooh, my favorite girl. Wow. I mean, I, I forgot that we were still partying. It's it's like weird when like it's a to-be-continued in the middle of a party. I know. It's as if they've been partying for a week at this point. I know. It's still the 4th of July. It's still the 4th of July, although where we're picking up does feel like things are kind of just like dying down and Maya is staying up all night cleaning the kitchen. It's that scary end of big parties like that where 
I will say Amanda's intention was to be like a nice host and give everyone a goodbye shot, mm. but her delivery didn't work when people like didn't want a shot and she like didn't understand that somebody was sober. And then she was like also <laughs> kind of mad at people for still being there, even while she was giving them the shot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, that kind of party to be hosting all day. I, I, I wouldn't want to be the host in that situation. <laughs> I know where everyone's just like throwing shit everywhere. There's so much trash. Oh, nauseating. Okay. Um, we're kind of waking up in a mess the next morning we're learning. And then the girls are going off to brunch together where we learn that Paige woke up in the middle of the night and ate pizza off the floor and drank from like a two liter soda bottle. Good. I wonder what kind of soda did she say? Ugh, did, was it ginger ale? No. Well, I know, but ordered ginger ale at brunch. I'm not mm-hmm. sure if it was ginger ale also in bed with Paige. Okay. Work. Yeah. This Episode three, I think, is our first summer in the city moment this season. And then also Mm -hmm. really in two seasons, because we didn't have it last last season. Because we were real worlding last year. Yeah. So we kind of have like the the Kyle, Amanda, Amanda sit down. That's like that house to me with him working and her in the background and like, getting, Oh my God. Like him flinching when like she uses the ice machine. I'm like, Oh, that is the horror of the past two years. Right. Mm, For people yeah. working from home. Yeah. Uh, we sit down and like talk about our behavior the past weekend. Mm-hmm. And we kind of get the bomb that Kyle is stressed out because of the $4.2 million loan that he is personally liable for. Right. Which I got to say that like, okay, this, this was filmed this past summer. Don't you get the impression that like lover boy is off to the races already at this point? Yeah. But if he's personally responsible for it, it's a big growing company. So there's a lot of costs that come with being that big growing company. You don't necessarily like get in the black for a while. Yeah. No, I I understand the fear of being personally liable because like if it suddenly tanks, like you're fucked. Mm -hmm. But I think like I would imagine we have like a, a little bar graph, right? And I would think like we could see the money coming in. Sure. But I mean, like $4 million is a lot of money. People get stressed out about even a little bit of money. So I understand his anxiety, but I'm not excusing his behavior because like his whole excuse about like, well, I need to get like, I needed to get like into it. I wasn't feeling the party yet. And so I need to like get into it. He's such a loser. Yeah. 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 But I mean, love wins though at the end of the day. We'll see. Yeah. Also like during summer in the city, Lo and behold, the Craig and Page teaser from the end of Winter House. I know. And I will say, like, in that moment, I was like, I get why she's choosing Craig. But then later <laughs> in the episode, I'm like, oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's kind of, it was just funny in terms of when we saw that in Winter House, my brain was like, oh, this is in the thick of their love. Whereas it took place actually in the very, like, their first date their technical first date yeah exactly or or they're calling it their first date there is the conspiracy theorist in the house saying Mm. they look kind of hot and heavy is there 
was that their first date or like, are they deep in? Yeah. Uh, when we get back to the house for the following weekend, hubs is having a hot hub summer and she's going to Mexico on Tuesday. Apparently. Love it. <laughs> uh, and we have Robert surprising Danielle. Loved that. Yeah. And he We'll get to Watch Ovens Live, but he yeah. came, flew in from Colorado to be with her at Watch Ovens Live, which was really nice because yeah. he's doing the sister restaurant to that Hamptons restaurant. Yeah. And then, I mean, we like Craig rolls in. And like, I haven't watched uh, Southern Charm in a while, but his behavior on this episode, I think this is how he acts all the time. Mm, I don't know because I don't really watch Summer, uh, Southern Charm. I saw clips from the reunion where they exposed mm. the Madison and A-Rod thing. And I think he like rolled into that reunion drunk and he was like yelling a lot. And I think he was the one pushing it a lot. Okay. So I don't know. Yeah. We had a Craig and Andrea heart to heart. Mm-hmm. And which it's kind of interesting that they, I don't know, I guess like it's a, the, the point was a love triangle, but it feels like at this point of where everything's at, like Paige is clearly just going to go for Craig. Yeah. Yeah. And that was just to like, it seemed to like wrap up the Andrea and Paige stuff because they had been flirty previously. But then it's like, why even bother casting him for Summer House? I like know? him. Yeah, no, I know I enjoy him, but I just wonder like what his trajectory is going to be. Well, maybe maybe it won't be wrapped up. Maybe there will still be tensions around that because I mean, obviously Craig is acting like an asshole this episode, and then I saw the preview for next episode, and he's still acting like an asshole. So it's like maybe Paige does have second thoughts at some point. It's very strange how Luke is main cast, and mm-hmm. on our second weekend, still not here. I know he was like in wherever he's from Minneapolis. I don't know. Uh, the Chris and Cavallari stuff. I love dancing around her last name. <laughs> then blurring it out. And then even the subtitles for like when it was unclear, like what they were saying, Kristen was spelled differently a couple times. Mm. So with an E at one point and then with an I, which well, I think I believe, yeah, I believe her name is spelled with the I N right. Oh, I have no idea. And in part of me, in my mind of minds, because we're in this universe, when they were saying Kristen initially, because I had forgotten about all the stuff with Kristen Cavallari, I was like, duty? No, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but it's Hubs that kind of like stirs the pot with Paige and like mm-hmm. questions her about it, which causes uh, Craig to lose his mind and call her a loser. The way he went off on, on Hubs was scary. Yeah. Because I know Hubs as a guy's girl, you know? Mm, yeah. We got to talk about... One, the one last thing from the actual episode is I did love Paige, despite being in this love rectangle, standing the woman that she is in competition with as like a reality TV star. I know. Before we get to watch Women's Live, though, I want to just talk about Alex. And like, what are we... Mm. What was what were the casting directors thinking? Is this one of those people who like, you know, the type who's really good on the interview. And then when they get in the door, it's like, what, what's going on? Yeah. I just, I, 
I just don't see the point in casting like people who are like fitness people because people yeah. who are fitness people are so one track obsessed with that that I don't know like what kind of television you expect them to produce. Right. It's like they can never have fun. I, f- I feel like watch Rabbit's live for summer house is almost required viewing for the program. Mm-hmm. A lot of news is broken there and a lot of things happen. A lot of things happen. We're, kind of, we're, we're always checking in on life updates with them in a way that doesn't happen with housewives. Cause it's almost like housewives, like the, they're robots and they just turn off during the off season. Mm-hmm. And like all the stuff in their lives is contained to when they're filming. And the thing about Summer House and Winter House and everything is like now they're filming potentially twice a year, every year. And then we're also in the Southern Charm universe. So we have to be laid on our feet here. Yeah. And it is Danielle's Watch Women's Live debut. Correct me if I'm wrong. Was she ever behind the bar? I think she might have been behind the bar. Okay. At some point. And she also might have, like, there was a Summer House Watch Romans Live reunion once. Yeah. So she might have been in studio for that, mm-hmm. but she's never been, like, in the seat. She came ready. I mean, she came ready. her and Hubs looked amazing together. Oh, my. They both looked the best they've ever looked. Yeah, I'll say it. I'll say it. And I got to say, um, Robert. Loving him with the short hair again. Yeah, he looked great. I like him with the long hair, but I like him with the short hair too. Um, speaking of Robert, I feel like there's a world where if they do Winter House, which should be coming, like filming should be starting soon, send them to Colorado where he mm. is, where he's working right now, and have them do Winter House out there. Genius. Oh my God. We, you and I should be producing these shows. I know. We're full know. of great ideas. Um, fun fact, I would... I follow Danielle now on Instagram. So she was answering a a question, a fan question in terms of like, he lives there. You're visiting him. Like, what's your relationship? Like long distance, blah, blah, blah. And she gave a full breakdown. She, he, they moved in together in Brooklyn in like the very beginning of December. And he was like out of there three days later to go to Aspen to like open this restaurant. Mm -hmm. So like, and then she's able to very easily work remotely. So she's there for extended period of times. The plan is he'll come back in like April or something. And then he'll have a bunch of time off for a few months. And then they'll be going out to Montauk. Oh, nice. So conceivably like he'll be in Montauk for the restaurant and like she can be on Summer House and they'll be like in proximity to each other. The life of like somebody who finds themselves a chef at like restaurants like that for rich people, mm. I can't even imagine. That like I wonder. I wonder like how he feels about things. Happy? Yeah, I assume happy because he's doing what he loves <laughs> and he's like doing it in like the best two locations you can possibly be doing it right sure. like in winter you want to be in aspen and in summer you want to be montauk like sure it's amazing yeah okay let's do let's do oh wait one last thing about watch uh watch Women's live hub house hasn't been drinking for two months 
I know. Supportive queen. Love it. Okay. New Jersey. Ooh. I mean, I love being with our gals. I don't know what you're huffing and puffing about. Uh, just a lot happened. A lot happened. Um, here is something I want to open up with. It's, it seems to me that this premiere episode, the the chunk of it which occurred at Teresa's pool party, mm-hmm. is weeks into filming. Which Jersey does all the time, I feel. Yeah. Which I think is the way to go. Like, let's pick it up with what's what's interesting. Yeah, I mean, you were sad we missed the Pride Party with Tina Burner from the <laughs> Drag Race. I was not sad we missed <laughs> Tina Burner. <laughs> I just like the thing about Jersey that you're not going to get anywhere else is like we're just around a suburban pool, and I love that. <laughs> I I know you do. We're around we're around a suburban pool. With the Judice girls and sandwiches. Mm-hmm. And God, I I was texting while we were watching, like, I am just not a Gia Judice person. And I feel like a lot of the internet is, and I do think like the tide is gonna turn in the next couple of episodes a little bit. And I feel like if you went back in the history of this podcast, and I could be wrong here, but I feel like there were years where you were a Gia Judice oh. person. Oh, maybe I don't really think so. The thing is, like, we've each got like our like couple things that are constants, but I feel like we're always like changing our tune over like everything sure. else. I think I, I I could be wrong, but I do think like I have stood by Gabriella Giudice as the one that's like, I really don't want to be involved in this shit. Though she does want to be involved. Does She's she? involved. She piped up when, as she put sriracha on her little sandwich. Yeah, but there's been seasons where we don't even get one scene with her. Right. I think the problem, a bigger problem outside the girls, and this will also go into next week's episode, which I actually watched the first seven oh, minutes of. Yeah. I think the problem here with the Judice Gorga family dynamics is that... The Judices expect the Gorgas to give them all respect, and the Judices do not give any respect to yes. the Gorgas. It's like, yes. like these kids are talking about Uncle Joey, who I'm not a fan of either. But like, they're saying all these things about how he's talking shit about their dad. But then it's like, okay, you're talking shit about your uncle, and aren't his kids gonna see it? <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Of course, of course. So, I don't know. Yeah. Okay, I forgot about the Louis video. I know. It was middle of the summer. A lot was going on. I think I just, like, blocked out of my brain. It was, like, too scary. And the way that they tried to reenact... (laughs) The way they reenacted it was... So psycho that I actually loved it. Mm, Okay. It was like they were pulling out all these weird little like um, dramatization editing tricks that we have never seen on Housewives. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can never really wrap my head around what's going on Dolores' life. Mm. There's always a house being built. (laughs) She's in a rental while... Is it still that original home that we met her in is still being renovated? She's back 
to that home because we thought she was going to move in with David. Obviously, things at this point with David are fizzling or out. It sounds like he's kind of still around at this point. When yeah, he's filming. being mentioned. Yes, um, she's doing spawn con for that townhouse, which oh, I think is called like the Alexa or something. So she's getting that for free or for a heavily discounted price. Yes, 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 yes. And then she's just let her kids use the like unfinished home. Yes. (laughs) It's like, it's literally her daughter who we, up until last season, we barely ever saw. And there was like six dogs. Oh my God. A horror. (laughs) When the six dogs like come following her as she like moves to the house, like stress me out a lot. I know. I like dogs who will like interact when I want them to, but I don't need them with me at all times. Like for example, when I take care of honey's dogs, it's like, they will do their own thing. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. But then like, they'll also want to like be pet or whatever every once in a while. Yeah. I mean, we all know my thoughts and feelings, but like if I were to ever have a dog, which I'm allergic, so I wouldn't like, I would want like the lowest of energy dog, Mm. you know, would you ever get a cat? No. Okay. Um, a fish? Yeah, sure. A fish. A is no turtle? Problem. A turtle? No, 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 no. A bird? Oh my god, a bird would That's be good for you. One of those parrots that lives to be like a hundred <laughs> and always outlives the owner and like eats my dead body. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. And then we meet newest housewife or friend of housewife Tiki Barber. <laughs> <laughs> What's his wife's name even? Courtney? Tracy. Okay, I was close. Yeah. I do I do enjoy like Joey Gorga kind of standing out on, on him a little bit. Yeah. So Tiki Barber is so interesting to me because I remember, first of all, I remember back in the day he was, before his big scandal that involves Tracy, yeah. he was an NBC Today Show correspondent. So he was appearing on the Today Show pretty regularly back in like 2000. 2009 with, with Jeff Zucker, Matt Lauer, exactly <laughs> all like, those, all those people. Everyone's and, like, let's find someone to. <laughs> to and then, um, I remember speaking of Project Runway, which we spoke of weeks ago, but yeah, I'm sure, sure, picking sure. up on that. Um, he there was an episode where he was the guest judge and they had to make menswear for him, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it was the Christian Siriano season. Yes, and full circle. Jack McEnroth won that challenge. Yeah. So there's all those things. You have that. And then Chris March was on that season and he was friends with Jennifer Coolidge. And Sonia Morgan. Sonia Morgan. Um, I was, I was, I don't know if I was unsure if it was going to happen, but Tracy does have a confessional. Good. But it's like, I mean, Tiki have had the confessionals. (laughs) I know, really. Put Tiki there, because he obviously is the one who wants to be there. Our friend Tim was texting us that, like, apparently Tiki's really hated in the world of football by some. Okay. I love that straight information. But I don't know. I think Tim might also be biased because he's a big Buffalo Bills fan, and Mm. I think whatever team Tiki was on was against the Giants, maybe? The Giants. Oh, two New York teams, they probably have a rivalry. Sure, 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 sure. Are the uh, Jets yeah. still a thing? Do the Jets exist? Yeah, they exist. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard about them recently. Okay. Uh, I I was unsure whether we were going to get that Atlantic City comedy 
show mm-hmm. involved in this at all, but obviously that tied into the Louis video in terms we, of Joe yeah. Joe saying like, Oh, it's the first time I'm missing uh Joe Judice. I know. We've been in that room. We've been, <laughs> I wonder I I do think it is the same room. The hard it is. I looked it looked <sighs> yes, like a high yes, school yes. auditorium. Yeah, yeah. For Christina Aguilera. <laughs> yeah. And we saw Joe Gorga there, but I didn't see, but you did. Yeah, well, rode the elevator with him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So we have this like chaotic pool party with with an attendance the pool guy i know i miss him i mean he is like objectively more attractive than louis <laughs> yeah obviously um the theme is pineapples oh. because <laughs> Teresa's is obsessed with the fact that um what they do to anatomy yeah i will say i this past summer i was actually on mm-hmm. I, was, <laughs> I really was. I was like always like when I would be out on a walk, I'd buy like a little thing of cut up pineapple and I just eat it while I walked. Okay. Uh, okay. When, when Jennifer walks in, that's when things really get going. They sure do. Um, and, and I did not see coming like, Jennifer pulling Jackie aside and the empathy that Jackie felt mm-hmm. when Jennifer in probably one of like Jennifer's rawest moments mm-hmm. was like, well, it's like you three girls and you all have each other's back and hate me. And sure, Teresa and Dolores like me, but like they don't have my back. Like the three of you have each other's back, which that's like a very honest and like, straightforward how these shows work and this is how it affects me and my feelings thing, which I think is interesting. And I like, I really think, and I really hope that Jackie is smart enough to be like the best path possible for me to go forward is to be the middleman Mm -hmm. with Jennifer and Mm -hmm. like, like give her my ear, like give her my shoulder to cry on, be, be that friend. And I hope that, Marge and Zia are smart enough to know that that's not going to be a betrayal. I see like my complaint with like Salt Lake City is like, I don't like, is there a smart person in the room? Like I do think Jackie is smart enough to figure this out. She's made missteps. She has made missteps in the past, but like, I she's like, she's queen of pretty colossal missteps that become whole seasons. (laughs) (laughs) If you like really think about it. But like, I think she knows like at this point, she's been around long enough to know how the game is played. We think. Yeah. We think until she like talks about Gia doing coke again or something. <laughs> okay. I, I mean, it's re- like it's really next week's episode that I could talk about for a full hour, but we should probably just save it for next week. Yeah, for sure. I do want to note that Teresa was on Watch Weapons Live mm. and Gia was behind the bar. And on the after show they got into whether or not um, Teresa and Louie were planning on having a prenup for when they get married. Oh yeah. And Dan, I'm kind of with you. Future lawyer Gia was saying that she didn't think there was a point. Like she, at this point, has she graduated from college? No, she's still in undergrad. Okay. So she's like, but she's close. And I feel like it's time to wake up. Gia, like if you think you're going to be an attorney, I think you should un- like 
understand the point of a prenup. Right. But like I've been saying <laughs> the past couple of weeks, <laughs> we know that there's not a lot of, there's not, not every lawyer's smart. Mm-mm. One was just unmasked on The Masked Singer. I don't know if you heard. Oh my God, a horror. Wow. <laughs> okay, let's get to Orange County, which like I almost forgot about because of that whole Vanderpump Rules thing last week. <laughs> yeah, they skipped a week. But the thing about Orange County and this trip in particular and their location and everything, it does feel like earlier era Orange County in a lot of ways. The- the timing of the trip in terms of episode schedule is throwing me way off because this is mm-hmm. episode eight. So, and I know we have another trip coming up. It feels like we're here for two minutes. It also feels like it is the sweatiest trip of all time. I would not be able to. Oh yeah. To you stay hate in this being house. sweaty. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. Especially when I'm like trying to sleep, there's yeah. no AC in the bedrooms. Oh, was there not AC in the bedrooms? I, I think only that. Heather's. <laughs> Of course, of course, of course. Uh, yeah, we're picking up with like that that dinner in the in the forest. Yeah, but the dinner, like like with all the trees around, felt like OC on vacation that we've been to before. You know, yeah. Like like you could put Gretchen Rossi and Alexis Bellino at that table and it'd be like, it makes sense. Sure. Um, we have all the not all the men, all the men except for Ryan together, mm-hmm. and it's like. Are there a group of men I'm like least interested in than these four? <laughs> I know. It just like makes no sense. But I don't mind it because it does like we used to get these scenes all the time back in the day with mm. different housewives franchises. Always like the men hanging out while the women were on vacation. Yeah. Just- I think we compare everything to Jersey men because they're such like a tight knit group now and the, the friendships actually make sense. Yeah. Like these, none of these people would be friends with each other. There's not two of them in the bunch that would be friends with each other. I know. Okay. But then it was interesting in terms of how the narrative played out with Gina and Emily at this dinner. Because as much as I love them and as much as they are the center of the show to me right now, they were being so obnoxious. I know. It, It made no sense. What were they even doing? Like they were just like, it was like watching Beavis and Butthead. Yes, it was very, it was very, oh my God. It was very like Brandy Redman, Steph Holman. It's Stephanie, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like being dumb. And Which, I, I was interested in what Noella was going to say to Shannon. Right. About like what her kids thought of Noella or whatever. Mm-hmm. But we never really got to experience that. I know this whole dinner kind of felt like a series of like misunderstandings. And then when people would get up to go to the bathroom, their absence was felt. I this episode, everyone's going to the bathroom nonstop. Maybe let's like get a porta potty just off screen <laughs> that people can just go into. Or like what like when you before you go on a long car ride and everyone's like, okay, let's go. Yeah. Like let's do that before dinner. Because I wonder if they had to include every time that they're going. Otherwise we'd be like, Oh wait, why is this person not at the table all of a sudden? Yeah. Maybe get some like empty Gatorade bottles. Like, <laughs> Oh my God. I'll like Carrie Bradshaw. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we're waking up the next morning, hungover. Some of the gals are going to go sweat it out. And some of the gals are going to go look at the, 
a, a rich house that Heather's not going to buy, but just look at for rich inspiration and then go <laughs> to a plot of land by the ocean. <laughs> this is stupid. This is so stupid. <laughs> like here's Heather, you need to go see a, a rich house to see what a rich house looks like. You fucking live in one. What I know doing? it's like, it's so dumb. And then we're like FaceTiming Terry from a cliff. Overlooking, oh and she's trying to explain like the whatever sea meets the Pacific Ocean, like that's yeah. what makes it special or whatever. I mean, and doing the math, the fifteen million math. Oh my! Truly, God. truly brilliant villain in a lot of ways. Oh yes, yes. I, I I'm curious to see like how this reunion plays out. Yeah, I think I think she's gonna. She's got a lot of changing she's going to do, probably. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. And then, meanwhile, the girl's sweating it out. To me, this was an iconic moment. Okay. It, Somebody go- fainting? Well, no, going into the mother's belly. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then, like, the audio of it was so psychotic of them, like, just crying <laughs> and wailing. Like, Gina being like, Gina being like, I could feel it. I could feel it. You guys getting sad and it's making me so sad. No, I was cracking up. Oh, my God. And then Noella having to be dragged out of there. Wow. Well, wow, that wow, was wow, scary. Wow. I know, I but mean, it was... It was like she lived to tell the tale. Like, yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she's giving confessionals about it. <laughs> uh, but then we like take a nap and then go have some champagne on the beach. I know. Love that. Which it's like she, she learns his opinion fight. Which, like, I love this. I love Emily dropping that little bomb mm. and like doing it to kind of screw over her best friend at yeah, the same yeah. time is yeah. so funny. And like her being in the confessional being like, oh, I'm an asshole. I don't know. I mean, Gina and Emily are giving great confessional. They are. Um, even on watch on what watch weapons live, Gina's like really into having metal against the body with mm. like clothes over it. Okay. She, she goes on uh project runway and she's a fashion girly now. I think it's fashion. Yeah. I think it's fashion. I mean, she, she was really good, especially with someone like Larsa, who is not good. Ooh, I like Larsa to me, and we'll get to it, but like, it makes me want to do the Vicky Gunvalson. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Speaking of doing (laughs) Dr. Jen crying in the gym to Ryan. Although like, I kind of, I am interested and intrigued as, as to like what's bubbling up from what we learned in the preview. Me too. And like, I like whenever she has Heather as her like marriage counselor. Oh yeah. Yeah. Almost like a mentor. Yeah. It's so that dynamic's so interesting. Yeah. So we have like some mentoring going on at that beach dinner, which like Shannon Bedore losing her mind over a sombrero. It's like, We've seen it. It's like enough is enough. The Trace Amigos aren't even there. Can you just like chill out? You see no one else is doing this, Shannon. Like, yeah. Read, and it's like, you shouldn't be doing it. You shouldn't be doing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, please. Granted, they are like setting her up to fail. It's not even like she brought the sombrero. She's like, oh my God, there's a sombrero. And then like throws it on her head. Oh my but, God. Like, this, this being like the theme in both Salt Lake and yeah. OC this week. Wild. Yeah. And they were making quesadillas over on Summer House. 
Mm-hmm. It's, it's just like all across the board. Okay. Um, the pornography. <laughs> I, so interesting that like Noella, the, the way the scene was set up and Heather like saying that you gave my daughter pornography and then Noella going through her mind of every other like thing that she gave to uh, yeah, yeah. Max or whatever and saying, I typed in LGBTQ and Amazon. <laughs> and then like when she finally realizes when Heather starts to read the cards, that yeah, yeah. is pure comedy yeah, to me. Comedy. Every time she reads the cards and they bleep out everything. So good. I mean, like Noella was winning the fight, but then when she started screaming, like her talking about straight fragility, <laughs> the straight fragility, but oh my god, the two of them just going back and forth was like nuts. And then Heather, like realizing where Noella is going and trying to like put a stop to it yeah, in the yeah. moment. Um, I saw someone online being like, "Did Heather just out one of her kids because she mentions having multiple gay kids?" But I think yeah, like. Yeah. They've talked about that at length on her podcast, Heather DeBro's World. Yeah, tune in. Um, the one other thing I wanted to mention is Shannon trying to produce a fight between Noella and Gina and Emily. Mm-hmm. And all of them kind of just being like, Shannon, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I don't like I don't even understand Shannon's goal with that, because they had just spent the day together. Like I know there's something about Shannon this season that is more compelling, oh. <laughs> desperate, but like also a little more compelling than she's been in, in previous years. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, like, re- like all her like problematic shit aside, it's just like, I'm more interested to see her on my screen than I have been in like the past yeah. like three years or so. I mean, the thing is, it's still Shannon, but it's a different flavor of Shannon. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, I mean, the Heather of it all, like, is shaking her up. Yeah. And it's created something new. I like that she calls her boyfriend John Jansen at all times. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Anything else for I was saying? I think that's it. That's it. Okay. Miami. I mean, at this point, we've been in Montauk for weeks and weeks now like this is de facto roni at this point i know truly is uh picking up the episode with julia vomiting and diarrhea for hours and hours like every symptom they named was like you're hungover like yeah. it was like come on and everyone was saying that it was just like so funny them calling 911 Oh my God. Well, first of all, Marisol being like so antagonistic to Dr. Nicole as right. he was trying to like handle the situation, like calling her Doogie Hauser. Right. Like, Mar- well, she's, she's an actual doctor. Like. Yeah. She's, she's an actual doctor and yeah, she's younger than you, Marisol. So yeah, I guess she's Doogie Hauser. Uh, Alexia is saying how she calls 911 for everything. <laughs> I wonder what her definition of everything is. Like, like, she doesn't use Uber. She like calls 911 for a yeah. car. <laughs> I was thinking like, instead of like Instacart, she calls 911 for groceries. Yeah. Yeah. The way, I don't remember who it was. I think it was like Adriana and Marisol maybe calling 911 and like totally miss 
describing Julia's state. Like they were mm-hmm. describing someone who sounded like they might be dead. Right. Instead of like someone who was probably just hung over. Yeah, exactly. Ugh. Uh, we got the, we got to get it together though. Cause the social media influencers and press are coming to this event. Oh my God. I want to know who these influencers are. I know, like, drop the ads. Why is Bravo not giving us the ads? Because I was looking around the room and I was like, I don't know if I know, like, recognize anyone here. The the person from the magazine is somebody who's, like, probably been around a lot of Jill Zarin parties, which is why she knows um, Mm. uh, Mary Saul when she walks in. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And we're, like, we're on the roof of the house, right? Yes, we are. Okay. And... Adriana's like getting into it with with uh, Lisa, which at this point, like, it is really not making any sense to me how Adriana's not holding a mojito. I know she really is main cast, but I guess she's not showing any of her life. But we're not getting a ton. We're of not people's no one's lives. life. <laughs> we're I just guess having fun. Aside from like being on the farm with Martina, yeah. I mean, we we saw we saw Adriana's life. We saw her on a date and go, mm-hmm. like, going to the car store with the boyfriend and the art gallery. I mean, come on. The car store. Yeah. The car store. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Her like bragging about how when Julia was like really sick, Julia usually calls Martina every morning. So she took it upon herself to call Martina to tell her that Julia was not dead, but she is in fact now engaged (laughs) friend engaged. She wants to like, I, do you think that Adriana wants to like be with Julia? Well, okay. So while I was watching this episode, I was thinking to myself, like, I don't even know which one of them loves the other one more. I know. I think it is like the dynamic here is when Julia looks at Adriana, it's like, there is such a light in her eyes mm. and she like is up close and she makes her feel like really special. Mm. And I feel like Adriana really responds to that and just yeah. like wants more of that in her life. Yeah. They're feeding off of each other. So Julia's definitely like the Dom mm. in the relation. When Adriana's fighting with Lisa and like justifying why she should be in the shade by saying, I had to get ready with vomit pieces in the sink. <laughs> I mean, get this woman a mojito already. Yeah. Come on. To me, it's like, if you're hosting a lunch on a rooftop, you need enough um- umbrellas to cover everyone. Yeah. And we saw them like kind of shifting as the women were, were sitting there, like men moving umbrellas around. Mm-hmm. And then, lo and behold, thanks to this successful social media event, Larsa Pippen ended up on Harper's Bazaar, Vietnam. The (laughs) editors zooming into the Vietnam of it all. Having the time of their lives. So funny. And just like when they were showing kind of, Larsa was in a voiceover talking about like, how people posted really helped her. It was like most of the posts were from the housewives. Like, yeah. It was like the last one was Mary Saul. Yeah. And I actually did hop on like Larsa Marie jewelry.com. Mm-hmm. And she does have a range of, a range of stuff. Okay. I'm and like reasonably priced, I guess. I, like, I don't really know what the jewels are going for, <laughs> for uh-huh. these days, but I'm always surprised. Like when the gals have 
align, right? Mm-hmm. That there's not like one item for like their gay boy fans. Oh yeah. I don't think I don't think Larsa cares. Yeah. But like I'm saying this like kind of across the board. Yeah, sure. Like Sonia Morgan, like the, like all of them, like think about who is watching this show. Uh-huh. And obviously it's a ton, a ton of women, but like don't leave money on the table. As I like to say. Agreed. Um, I just popped onto larsamarie.com right now. Mm. The thing about this is, okay, she is selling, I'm in the bangle section. Mm, She's mm. selling a bangle for $9,960. Well, that's the higher end. That's the higher end. No, I know, but that's not my point. Okay. You can add to cart and buy it online. If you're buying a piece of jewelry that expensive, you're not going to, are you going to buy it online and wait for someone to deliver it to you? Uh, maybe. With the way that people like deliver stuff these days and like things being stolen from uh stoops and stuff like that? I mean, I don't think like a majority of the world lives in an apartment building. Sure, but I mean like 10k. Wouldn't you want to go to the store for 10k? Even just to have the moment where you're like trying it on and you're like, "Oh, this looks nice." It has different sizing. I don't know what size I am in larsamarie.com. I don't think I don't think any of them are your size in Larsamarie.com. I know, but it's like I don't know. Okay, think about it, Larsamarie. Are you saying like she needs a brick and mortar? Is that what you want from her? I don't know. Maybe have her jewelry in like the back of Kyle by Eileen Two in Palm Springs or whatever it's called now, or something like that. Oh my God! Speaking of brick and brick and mortar, I saw one singular post from Dorinda of like go to. XYZ liquor store in Manhattan, they have Bluestone Manor Bourbon. Okay. And then what's, I, the, what's the store? I don't I don't remember. And then I was like, oh, Brendan, Brendan's in Brooklyn now. Like if you were still in Manhattan, I would have had you like dipping and doing looking for that Bluestone Manor Bourbon. I go into Manhattan all the time. I'm not afraid of Manhattan or the oh, subway like yeah, you are. I'm afraid like I'm Manhattan. always traveling around. <laughs> You're just traveling through. <laughs> I'm not okay. like a little loser who only stays in my own little neighborhood like you. Wow. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Cole noted John Mayer stand. <laughs> Love that. No, like, is she okay? Uh, I don't know if he's okay, but she's begging essentially to be paired with him on Watch Heavens Live at this point. I know. It's truly wild. Uh, and then Adriana waking up drenched from Brad, Brad Pitt dreams. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, their choices, I guess most of their choices weren't like that far off of like conventional sure. choices, but like the way each of them reacted to somebody's choice was yeah. like, ew, gross. Like, I feel like somebody said like, ooh, gross about Brad Pitt. And it's like, what? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The one last thing for me is it was strange hearing... Marisol make a squid game reference in a confessional. It's because squid game just happens. Like, yeah. Yeah. So it came out in September, but like people weren't like fully, fully on board until like the beginning of October. Really? Right. So yeah, that just kind of like made my head spin for a little bit. And then the other thing, um, Larsa dropping hints on the celebrity that she slept with the Mm, actor, Michael B. Yeah. Who I guess was Michael B. Jordan. Wow. 
preview for next week looks a lot of fun. <laughs> we got some Kanye mixed in there. Um, let's kick it over to the Freak of the Week and the One True Queen. I mean, a ton of interesting Watch Roman's live appearances this week. And one of them being the pairing with Teresa Giudice of Bob Harper. Mm-hmm. Thanks to longtime listener Neely for nominating this this week. Bob Harper seemingly like endorsing Dr. Oz's Republican Senate run in, in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Yeah. yeah. Which I read like a really interesting piece in New York Magazine about the Dr. Oz campaign. And it's kind of like a campaign that barely exists, but yet is getting all this attention. Oh, that's interesting. So he doesn't have like actual campaign infrastructure or like yeah. staffers or anything like that? Yeah, it's kind of like a few people running around saying he's running around, he's running for Senator. Wasn't that reality at like the very, very beginning yes. of Trump's presidential yes. race? Yes, yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. Scary. So, I mean, like, I'm sure a bunch of like gross grifter Republican strategists will eventually make their way to Dr. Oz if they feel like he is a serious threat. Yeah. Gross. Okay. Let's get to the one true queen this week, which is. <laughs> John Cougar Mellencamp. John Cougar Mellencamp, father of Theodora Joseph Mellencamp. Yes. With a, an Instagram post dedicated to her entry into the celebrity Big Brother house with a picture of her and two of her children and the caption that reads, television show that Teddy is on premieres tonight. I don't know what she's doing, but I'm proud of her and hope she achieves her girl goals. <laughs> <laughs> It's really, it's just so good. It's so good. It's so good. And I went to another post that he made about it, like a NFL show that one of his songs was included on. And he had so much more enthusiasm mm-hmm. and knew what the show was called and like all this other big energy for that random show. Yeah. But nothing for Teddy Joe. This was very big. Um, I'm happy for you. Or sorry. Sorry that that happened. Energy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And to be honest, if you read this post, I kind of get why Teddy is the way she is in a lot of ways. Mm, It's all making sense right now. Yeah. Wow. What a week of television. And obviously, head on over to comethroughqueen.com for even more links to the Patreon, links to our social media. Whenever we're seated for an important television show, you will Mm. know. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Our Patreon is good this week. I talk about Tick, Tick, Boom. Mm, Oh, yeah. Staying up until the wee hours of the morning, just like listening to the songs over and over again. No, watching the clips. You have to watch the clips. Oh, okay. It's it's about the acting. Audio visual. Yeah, it's about the acting. Sure. Um, Yeah. And just like, comment, subscribe, hard share, retweet. Love us, love us, please retweet. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Come through, queen. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. 
Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.